Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Catherine Raphael, author of the new novel, Journey to the Heartstone. Writer Stacy L. Tucker wrote about the novel, a beautiful story reminding us that our own lives are a journey back to the heart of what truly matters in life, love, a very enjoyable read. Catherine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jeff. Nice to be here. Absolutely. Well, if someone listening hasn't yet heard about your novel, Journey to the Heartstone, how would you describe the novel? My novel is a fantasy story about a matriarchal society that has been torn asunder by uh, an evil man. And the three tribes, the three matriarchal tribes, need to come together to restore balance and restore harmony. That's the simple, that's the elevator's pitch. Do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to write Journey to the Heartstone? I do. I um, have always loved fantasy and sci-fi, and um, I was listening to it, reading a lot, and feeling very frustrated about the role of women in most of the books I read. And as I was um, lying on a massage table, I had the vision of a scene um, of an older female character and an older male character uh, in a science or a fantasy situation. And uh, I thought, oh, here's a short story. I've written a few short stories and had them published. Uh, And then it kept getting bigger and bigger. But the idea of a female protagonist who was older and um, a stately, voluptuous body uh, seemed important to me because it's been hard to identify with so many characters. Usually females have been, you know, just gorgeous babes with no brain and as a love interest, or if they're older, they are the evil crone who is, you know, must be fought and conquered. So um, for me, having a an older woman was important. It's my understanding that you, that you worked for years uh, with women's rights organizations. What was the kind of bridge from that work to writing um, a fantasy novel and getting it published? That's a tough question. Um, (laughs) I think living in um, a community of feminists and working for feminist issues and equality issues, um, the impetus to write a novel grew out of my quest for a more balanced society to live in, where men and women are equitable and equal, regardless of of race or anything else. And um, it just grew out of that. I think that I long for that society of balance and um, connection. And we're not there yet, but we're working on it. What was your kind of writing process and your experience when you were working on your novel? Are you someone who wrote an extensive outline, or did you just dive into the narrative and see where it took you? What was that like for you? Well, Jeff, I started this novel about 20 years ago. (laughs) And um, once I realized that the short story was actually growing and growing and becoming a novel, I was terrified and just put it on the back burner. 
I occasionally picked it up and wrote some more. I guess I'm more of a pantser than an outliner. But I had a background in storytelling. And the lesson I learned from my storytelling teachers was to only tell a story that you love and to know where you're going and enjoy the journey there. It might go in a different direction one time of storytelling and a different version another way, but you end up in the right place. And I think that's a good way to describe how I finally got this novel written. Um, After 15 years or so, I took a a class at um, Hedgebrook, a women's writing retreat. And out of that class, I developed a community of writers, the roving writers, my writing group, and they gave me the courage to finish it and um, edit it and get it published. That's great. How does that writing work? uh, How does that writing group work? Do you um, meet online or do you trade manuscripts? How does that work? We live all over the country. So Mm -hmm. we occasionally, um, we have a monthly call and uh, we use it for critique. We try to get together in person once or twice a year uh, to do some in-depth retreat uh, critiquing and salon conversations about writing and other people's work, annotations, et cetera, et cetera. Some of us have taken um, writing workshops together online or uh, in person. So we, we've just sort of made it up as we went along, but the support was really essential. We all write in different genres, and um, it's been a real education for me to read other kinds of works and and um, receive and give critique, because that's not something I was used to as in my early career as a, <laughs> a, a board member and a metalsmith and a storyteller. (laughs) Are you working on a new novel now? I have a sequel growing in my head to my current novel. And I'm also been working on a romance because there's nothing wrong with romance these days. Um, They're just sort of moving right along slowly, but surely. That's great. Are there female fantasy and science fiction writers that you've read over the years that you've uh, consider inspiration for the work that you're doing? Oh, yeah. Um, One of the first books that I've read that had actual women that I could identify with was a book written in 1979, The Wanderground, Stories of the Hill Women by Sally Miller Gearhart. Um, I think that was a book that I gave everybody for a holiday gift that year. Um, Another one is Mercedes Lackey and her Valdemar series. And her trilogy, The Last Herald Mage, was the first time I'd encountered a gay protagonist. Um, And I thought that was wonderful because in the late 70s, early 80s, there was such a limited pantheon of characters and um, we needed to expand. That was... That was exciting. Um, The Parable of the Sower and the Parable of the Talents by Octavia Butler and McCaffrey, Dragon Riders of Pern, gave me female characters that were strong and powerful and 
and um, really helped me envision a story where that was possible. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Given your own journey as a writer, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories or novels? (laughs) Clearly, my first one is don't give up. (laughs) It took me this long to get here. But um, if you have a story inside you... It's a gift to the world to let it out. So just keep going. That's the main thing. What novels have you read recently that you enjoyed? During the pandemic, I started reading uh, Jody Taylor's um, Chronicles of St. Mary's. And um, she has so many of those books and novellas that it kept me going through most of the pandemic. And then her... um, Time Police series just carried on from there. They're absolutely entertaining. And her mind being able to conceive time travel in that way uh, (laughs) just was astonishing to me. So I await her next novel coming out. That's great. Well, where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you and your novel Journey to the Heartstone? Why, thanks. They can find me at Catherine, C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, Raphael, R-A-P-H-A-E-L dot com. It's uh, my website. It's got links to my media pieces and some of my musings and short stories that I've had published, as well as um, sort of a better introduction to who I am and how I got here. That's wonderful. Well, again, we've been speaking with Catherine Raphael, author of the novel Journey to the Heartstone. The novel is on sale now, so go buy a copy. And Catherine, thanks for doing this interview. Jeff, thank you so much. It's been lovely. Wonderful. 
This is the creation story for my novel. As it was in the time before time, the goddess danced the dance of creation among the stars. With a graceful sweeping step, she scooped starlight together into a sphere of energy and fused it into a world, our world, alive with forests, grasses, mountains, valleys, rivers, and oceans. With the flick of one wrist, two moons appeared. With the flick of the other, a sun. The goddess was pleased, but it was just the beginning. She tossed her head and twirled around. Animals, fish, and birds appeared. The goddess was pleased, but her work was not yet complete. Breathing deeply, she kicked up her heels and spun again. The people came into being. Life was full. All beings were connected to the land, finding nourishment and pleasure wherever they went. The goddess was pleased, but she imagined even more. She gently placed the heartstone in the center of the world. Then, from her heart, she sang a note of pure joy. From this sound, her daughter, Kamith, appeared fully grown. First mother of the people, the goddess was pleased. Her dance was complete. Under her loving eye, our dance began. From Chapter 5 What has you worried? You know that Steph and Dove can take care of themselves. Steph has needed something to do. He's too old to be sitting in the middle of nowhere with his nanny and sister. He's been wanting to join the resistance, you know. This will be good for him. In a way, I'm jealous of him. At least he's doing something. I'm just worried that I misinterpreted the signs and sent them on a fool's errand. If something happens to them, I'll blame myself. Cora burst into tears. Rilda carefully filled their mugs and brought them to the table. She handed Cora a large handkerchief. Cora wiped her tears and blew her nose. I don't know what's the matter with me. I seem to cry all the time. Well, there's quite a bit to cry about, dearest. And you're pregnant. When I was pregnant with Kip, I cried a lot. Everything I cooked tasted salty from tears, and that was the happiest time of my life, Rilda said, smiling wistfully. Rilda took Cora's hands, holding them gently in her own. With a slight squeeze, she said, The work of the goddess is often a mystery. On the other hand, I can't believe that our destiny is to live under the rule of Vester and his henchmen. Balance must return if we are to survive. All Minkins, Carews, and Dutes must come together. You have shown us this will happen. From the moment you told us about your vision, you had no uncertainty. It's only your fear that is causing you doubt now. Cora thought about that. You're right. It is just fear. And I seem to have a lot of it, Cora said, blowing her nose into the handkerchief once again. Fear has a way of growing. That's why it's important to recognize it and let it go, Rilda responded, patting Cora on the knee.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.